0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Big Show Podcast, where me and Ethan are going to be your Big Ten football experts tonight. We got a fun one planned, depending on who you're a fan of. Tonight's episode is going to be dedicated to all things chaotic Michigan State Spartans offseason and what Spartan fans should really be expecting come, uh, come football time.
1: And folks, don't worry. I am here to be the voice of reason. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> I just I just want to let everybody know. I'm here to be the voice of reason. So, if you're worried that Alex is about to have extremely chaotic and poor takes, then you know
0: that you have me to back you up. So, hey. that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Listen, I know I'm a Michigan fan, okay? I, I take very little joy in in what I'm about to talk about on this He's podcast.
1: Grinning from ear to ear. I <laughs> want everyone to know he is grin he's literally I think his lips are touching his headphones. His grin is so oh,
0: wide. Oh my he god. He looks like the
1: Joker over there. So <laughs> hey, that was awesome. a lie. And listen, people, I'm here to put him in his place. Oh, if I think he's if I think he's being being way too hard on the Sparties, I I I am a firm believer uh, in in Spartan Nation. I think Mel Tucker is going to right the ship. I, I I have become less confident in that over the last season and off season, but I I think Mel Tucker is going to do a good job at Michigan State. So
0: we're gonna have a conversation. We're that's right. Have a conversation. We are. We are. Hey, Tuck. Tuck's coming. He's just a little okay. behind. Just a little late. Just a little oh late. God. That's all. <laughs> uh, gotta relax. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, wherever <laughs> you're listening, please subscribe, follow, hit us up on Instagram at Big Show Pod, where we're posting all kinds of fun content and uh doing instagram lives all that good stuff and you can just interact with us a little bit more so okay let's get into the meat of this we're gonna focus on michigan state and the recent developments in the past couple of weeks this off season so let me just kind of run through what's happened so they've had some transfers leave i guess let me start with the nfl draft they had three players drafted uh two of them were really late and one of those was a punter but the guy who they're really going to miss is Jaden Reed got picked by the green Bay Packers in the second round, 50th overall pick a big playmaker at wide receiver. So that good happens. pick by the Packers, by the way, really yeah, good talent
1: to grab in the and, and typical Packers. We're not taking a wide receiver in the first round, but we'll always take one in the second round. Exactly. Like, it is the most Packers
0: thing of all time. Exactly. So Jaden Reed leaves, but that was expected. And then you kind of, Expected Keon Coleman to step in. Keon Coleman actually was their leading receiver last year, even with Jaden Reed. But he expected him to take a bigger step forward this year. Well, Keon Coleman enters the transfer portal. And just before he entered, Peyton Thorne, the incumbent two-year starter, also entered the transfer portal. I believe it was two-year. Could have been three. So Peyton Thorne might not have won the job anyways. It was an open QB competition. But still, you're losing experience. You're losing starts. And you just – it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder about what's going on, right? Because I feel like Michigan State fans didn't really know what to expect in the first place going into next year. And now you've lost your two biggest playmakers at receiver, and you're going to have a brand-new starting quarterback – I got to I have to imagine that the uh the panic button has not been pressed hasn't been pushed no one's no one's calling for Mel Tucker's head or anything but I got to imagine there are some state fans wondering what the heck is going on with the team right now. I would say that's a pretty fair sentiment, right Ethan?
1: Um yes, I I I do think that that is true. Um I want to be very careful because I, I do think that like everyone has people transfer out nowadays. Everybody has people who leave. And the problem for Michigan state is that it's your best offensive player and your starting quarterback. So, which, by the way, I'm not sure that Noah Kim wasn't just going to win that job anyway. And that might have been why Peyton was. Thorne left. Yeah, yeah. and that might have been why Peyton Thorne left. So the writing might have been on the wall for Peyton Thorne. And so you're not really missing out on anything anyway by him leaving. Um, Keon Coleman, obviously, that's that's a big one. That is your best offensive player. Um And when you already were not a very talented team and you lose both of your best offensive weapons in the same offseason, that's really tough because they lost Reed and they lost Keon Coleman, both in the same offseason. So um, for a team who struggled offensively, that's really, really tough. But I don't want to overblow the transfer portal thing because really they did a really good job I think they did a really good job of keeping that team together for the most part. And they have an opportunity to develop a lot of talent in this off season. And I do think that there is a good chance that that ends up happening. Um, So just like you said, I'm not ready to hit the panic button or anything like that. Uh, I think that there is, an opportunity for them to grow and to become a really good team in the Big Ten and to, you know, put themselves back into that conversation. But at the same time, ta- at the same time, I do think that there is a very good chance that they're a very mid team this upcoming season. And I really don't think you can afford that if you're Mel Tucker. I don't think a non bowl game type season is in the cards for him. I really, really don't. Um, So you're going to have to exceed what Vegas thinks of you. And we talk a lot about that on this show because it's relevant because Vegas has a lot of shiny bright lights for a reason. They're really good at predicting stuff. Um, And they don't think very highly of the Spartans right now. Nope. So you're gonna to have to exceed those expectations. You're gonna to have to hit that over, which I have confidence that they can do. Um the Big Ten East is just tough, man. The Big Ten East is tough. It's, it full, is it's tough. a lot of really good teams. I, I like I look at the Big Ten East and I look at like the schedule that they have to play, and it's hard to find wins, let alone guaranteed wins. Yes. Like, yeah. So that that's that's where things get real tough. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I think that we did a pretty good job of laying out. Let me amend my statement because I said the not pushing the panic button stuff, right? I was kind of saying that as I don't think Michigan State fans are pressing the panic button just yet. My own personal opinion: I think the panic button needs to be pushed. I think this is going to be a rough rough year for Michigan state for a lot of reasons, partially the schedule that you just said, but I don't think we should understate what a quarterback change means. And I want to go through the production that is being lost just between the three players that we've mentioned in Peyton Thorne, Keon Coleman, Jaden Breed. for an offense that already was not clicking on all cylinders and has not brought in a ton of new talent. So at quarterback, you're losing 62.5% completion percentage, uh, 26 over 2,600 yards through the air, and 19 passing touchdowns. At wide receiver between Keon Coleman and Jaden Reed, you are losing 113 receptions, 1,434 yards, and 12 touchdowns. 12 of Peyton Thorne's 19 passing touchdowns were to Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman you don't just yeah. replace that
1: no and i i real quick i i just want to jump in because i do agree with you which is why i talk to so much about developing the talent that's there the young talent that's there because that's where that's where michigan state's really going to have to shine um and i think they have the opportunity to do so and i think they have a lot of young players available to do that it's just whether or not it's whether or not Mel Tucker can get that done. And this is going to be a make or break year for him. I I think it would take a horrendous season for him to get fired. I really do.
0: Is horrendous take- missing a bowl game?
1: No, horrendous is four wins. Four or less wins. I think if he showed up and he won four games, like, I'm sorry. You, like, you're gone. Whatever your buyout is. Here it is, Michigan State's going to just eat that so hard, and good luck explaining that to
0: your fans. I agree with but... you. the 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 margin between uh, safe, hot seat, and fired is very mm-hmm. slim. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. I think four games gets him fired. Yeah. I think five makes the seat extremely hot. And mm-hmm. I think six makes it a little less hot. And then everything above six is fine.
1: I think six, he's safe. I would
0: I think he's safe. I but I think game. like yeah. you made a bowl game by the skinnier teeth. Like it, it still doesn't feel good in year four. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I
1: do. It's, man, it's hard to believe that this is year four for him. But. I really do think that if he makes a bowl game, he's safe just because of the commitment that they have into him. They are definitely going to give him another year if he makes a bowl game. They have a massive, massive financial commitment put into this guy. So I do think that, you know, a bowl game, he is safe for sure. Um, But man, if he has win been like a heck of a games, fall. Years, it has been a heck yeah. of a fall from yeah. if you grace if you win like four games in this upcoming season oh, that's going to be tough now, now let's look at the reverse side of that just real quick let's look at the reverse side of that let's say mel goes out there takes this team to nine wins
0: a nine like, win season mean, would be just I can't even explain how impressed I would be with a nine-win season.
1: Nine nine wins means you beat one of the the three really, really good teams in the East in Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. You beat one of them if you win nine games. You might have beat two of them. So nine wins, and things are looking up for Michigan State if they go out there. That means that Noah Kim panned out he's really good that means that you found new young wide receivers that means your running game got going that means you played well defensively like tuck finally got the secondary figured out which he's supposed to be a guru in so i i just wanted to take a look at the flip side of that coin as well there is an opportunity for them to go out there next season and just like Boom, they're reestablished. Everybody is like, Oh, thank God, that one year was just a glitch for Mel Tucker. and now we are on the up and up. They win nine games neck, they win nine games this upcoming season. And you're talking about like, because the the playoff is expanded in twenty twenty four, don't forget about that people. playoff expansion twenty twenty four this is the last year of a fourteen playoff. You are talking like, playoff or bust for msu in 2024 so just keep that in mind that's all i'm saying just keep that in mind
0: yeah we're it's funny that you mention if they win nine games fans will look at the five and seven year last year as a glitch because this is going to be this year will tell us for michigan state what the glitch was if it was five and seven or if it was 11 and two and kenneth walker just Came to Michigan State and walked on water and carried that team to eleven wins. Because without Kenneth Walker, without Kenneth Walker, Mel Tucker never gets that contract. And to be honest, (laughs) after missing a bowl game in year three, maybe he's gone already. Yeah, but
1: uh, i I think it's far more likely that it it was not one player that made you what you were. I think it was a culmination of good coaching, good players, having a really elite player at one position, at your running back position. But they played really well on the offensive line. Peyton Thorne played way better than he did last season. And they had a defense that, aside from their secondary, played very, very well. So I think it's more likely that the hiccup was last year as opposed to – Yeah, I do. I I really do. And I think it's, I I think that Michigan State has always developed three star and under talent and taken them to that four and five star level. So I, I really do think that it's more likely that the hiccup was last year than the hiccup was the year before. Now you're looking at a team that has lost a lot going into this next season. There is no more Peyton Dorn. There is no more Keon Coleman. There is no more Reed. There is no Kenneth Walker. And and that's what happens in college football. We all know that. We all, you know, we love the game because that's a part of it. But I really do think that there is a good chance that Tuck gets this turned around and they win six or seven games in this upcoming season. The nine is like the huge end of it, right? I think if, I think... I think Michigan State I, – I would put my my 51% on them winning six or seven games this upcoming year.
0: I would – It's it's kind of funny how we are both on very opposite sides of this coin. Like, I am extremely pessimistic. I think there's a very real chance they don't make a bowl game. And even if they do make a bowl game at six wins – Like, we keep saying that, yeah, he'll be safe, he'll be safe. But if they only win six games, I think the fans will say, sure, he's safe. But I think the fans are going to be really, really upset.
1: Yeah, which is why it's good that you use the analogy that you did about hot seat, you know, like fired hot seat safe, because he would definitely be on the hot seat with six wins like the season after that has to get to nine, you know, 10, something like that. Um, But in college football, two years away, is like an eternity. Like right now, this current season hasn't even happened. And thinking about the 2024 season, the amount of turnover that happens in college football in two years, like all of your recruits from this year, you're going to have, six starters from that class in your 2024 team six or seven so it's a completely different team
0: i just so don't know if he if he were to miss a bowl game or only win six games yeah. i don't know if michigan state fans are content with waiting until 2024 so let's can we go through their their schedule and just look I and wa- see I want to just touch on a point real quick before we do
1: that, because it's very relevant to what we're talking about right now. I look at Michigan, okay? We're we're both fans of Michigan. I look at what they have returning to this team and why that sets our expectations so high, because it's so rare to see as many players returning, especially your essential players, returning for Michigan and why we expect them to be an elite team in this upcoming season. And they still, I think, have six returning starters on offense and six returning starters on defense. They still lost five players on both sides of the football. But you look at a team like Georgia who lost everyone, like straight up. Like Georgia just lost everyone who plays on their team. But it's like their expectations stay high for a different reason because they're Georgia and they've won back-to-back national championships. But I, I think that, you know, Michigan State has enough returning talent and then the, the culmination of that new and upcoming talent as well that I have, you know, been talking about here. I think that that is really where really what makes me confident in the fact that they are going to rebound and have a better season. And and we disagree on it and that's okay, but that is that's kind of the crux of why I think they are going to be more successful than they were last season.
0: Okay, so let's take a look at this schedule then. So they went 5 and 7 last year and we've already out- outlined everything they're losing. Weeks one and two, they're at home against Central Michigan and Richmond. Those are two gimmies. They're winning both those games. So there's two wins. At home against Washington, Michael Penix Jr. hes I feel like he's only going to get better. Loss.
1: Washington is Washington is a top 10 team.
0: They are. I Okay, we both agree. That's a loss. So we're stuck at two wins. Home against Maryland. Talia is coming back. We don't know how good their secondary is if i had to put money on it right now i would probably now maryland lost a lot too they lost some offensive weapons yeah. but also they also have roman hemby in the backfield who's <laughs> getting a little better you hope that maryland's offensive line will get better they also have josh gaddis at oc which we don't really know if that's a good thing or a bad thing now but well, i think we know <laughs> I, I think we know <laughs> but because of talia I could definitely see them lose that game, but it could be a fifty-fifty uh, because it's I, at home.
1: Yeah, I would just, I would just say with that game, like, okay, this is the reason we play. Like, that's one of the games that you got to win. Like, sure. your Mel Tucker, your Michigan State, go out there and start the season three and one. You start the season three and one, and that fan base is going to be like, let's go. Yeah, like,
0: if they beat if they beat hard Maryland, hard if they beat Maryland and Talia at home, that will be a very good signal for michigan state fans but let's just chalk that yeah. one up to 50 50 and and we'll count the we'll count the gimmies and the for sure losses so we've got two gimme wins one for sure loss away at iowa in uh after maryland i think that's a loss
1: i i would agree that i i would lean towards loss especially with it being on the road but again, like, I'm not super confident that Iowa, with all the transfers they have coming in and everything, like, oh, they're just going to be good now offensively. Like, they lost a lot on the defensive side of the ball. I'm, I, I have no faith in that coaching staff whatsoever. If, if you want to point to a coaching staff in the Big Ten and be like, who do you have the least amount of faith in? I go straight to Northwestern and I point my finger there first. And then number two is Iowa. I go straight to Iowa. I think and, I think the defense like, is be like, – what about Rutgers? No, I actually think Rutgers has the correct coach in place. They just need to get recruits. They need bodies. But I I, I again I would not just lock lock that in as a loss for Michigan State. I think it's a winnable game for them. I, I truly do. I do not think Iowa is gonna be as good as people think.
0: Okay, so we've got two Mm -hmm. gimme wins so far. Next game is away at Rutgers. That's a win. Next game is home against Michigan. That's a loss. Next Mm -hmm. game is away at Minnesota. I think that's a Mm 50-50. The game after that is home against Nebraska. I think that's a 50-50. Yeah. Then you've got...
1: Dude, this is a toss-up schedule. MSU has a straight-up toss-up schedule.
0: Well, then they end the season... Away at Ohio State, that's a loss. Away at Indiana, that should be a win. And mm-hmm. you've got home against Penn State, that's a loss. So yeah. you've got, of what we counted, we've got four gimme wins and then one, two, three, four 50-50 games. So look, this is perfect. This is exactly, the,
1: that is the exact barometer that we need right there. So you have four 50-50 games when we give you four wins. So we're giving you four wins. You have four toss-up games. You need to go out there and win three of them. You need to go out there and win three and be a seven-win team. Do you disagree?
0: In terms of what? Because I don't think they'll do it, but in in terms of what the expectation should be. Yeah, if if I'm a
1: Michigan State fan, if I'm a Michigan State fan, I want to see – like we gave Mel Tucker a bajillion dollars because – we need him to outcoach
0: other teams, other coaches. Like, and that's that's the key right there. Is yeah. expectations should be based on what you believe about this guy and what your school believes about this guy. And right now, you've got nine point five million dollars a year worth of belief in this guy. And if that his is legit, in Iowa and his coaching
1: staff are dog water. If you are an uh, if you're a Michigan State fan, it, you. I, like, same thing with Maryland. Like, sure, Maryland, yeah, they're good, right? But, like, you need to have the belief as a Michigan State fan that we gave this dude $10 million a year to go out and out coach these teams and find wins. Like, if I, I'm an MSU fan, I am saying the bar is seven.
0: I agree. If you're an MS, I agree. If you're an MSU fan, that's the bar. I'm saying me personally, I think they're much more likely to miss a bowl game than get to seven wins.
1: Wow. See, that's that's hard for me. I that's really, really tough. I so you're more you're saying they're more likely to get five than seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna say that they're more likely to get seven than they are to get five, and and they'll probably get six. Like right, they'll probably fall right in the middle and get six, probably. But but I, oh
0: man, if they start three and one, oh, absolutely seven. If they start three and one, yes, seven is the new bar.
1: No, no, no. I think seven's the bar, no matter what.
0: Or sorry, I, I think, guess for I guess for me personally, I would change my yeah. mentality of like, oh, seven is realistic now. Because if you can go out there and beat and a beat Maryland, Maryland team that's probably yeah. more talented than you, that says something.
1: Yeah. I, I think and look, the secondary is gonna be a huge barometer, right? Absolutely and you're gonna get huge. tested for the first time in that game against Maryland. And if if you go out and you win that game, say you win let's call it 27 to 24, right? Like you go out and you win a close game in that game. I mean, your expectations as a Michigan State fan, like I would be like, oh my gosh, I personally would be like, now can we get to
0: eight? Yeah. Like it's that's kind of where thing,
1: my thought process would go.
0: The good thing for them with their secondary being the way that it is, is that their quarterback schedule is not daunting. Like you've got <clears throat> Michael Penix Jr., mm-hmm. you've got Talia Tagavaiola, you've got JJ McCarthy, and then every other team on here is starting maybe a talented quarterback, but a new one who's mm-hmm. either never played, or you've got Iowa who's starting. Cade the McElroy. problem
1: is, honestly, if you're Michigan State, you would so much rather catch. Ohio State or Penn State at the beginning of the year. The fact they play at the end of the year, both of those teams, sucks. That really, really sucks. You would way rather have one of those two games. Actually, I think Penn State is their last game of the year every year because that's technically like a rivalry
0: for them. Something like that,
1: yeah. Yeah. But, like, you, if you could just catch Ohio State, do they play Ohio State at home?
0: No, Ohio State is the one away game. They play Michigan and Penn State at home. Yeah, see, like,
1: if you could play Ohio State week five, oh, that would just – that would be so fat and sassy. It would. That they play them at the end of the year. That's just – Ohio State doesn't lose games at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, because odds are Ohio State and Penn State both are going to have something significant to play for, even in the last week when they play (laughs) Penn State right exactly
1: yeah that's why it's like that just sucks well and you've let whatever quarterback is playing for both of those teams get a ton of experience to that point is is more what I was thinking
0: that's actually a good point too that's a good point too okay so I feel like we've done a good job of outlining both of our takes and my pessimism and your slight optimism and you're a bit of a higher bar for them so The DraftKings over-under for Michigan State right now just got posted a couple of days ago. Yep, go ahead and give it a guess. I'm going to guess it's
1: set at five and a half.
0: You are correct. It is five and a half. Now, you tell me, are you touching that win total with a 10-foot pole? Yeah, I would. I
1: would take the over.
0: Oh, would you really? I I would not even come close to touching. No, because them. I, I think, I think it's more likely that
1: they win six than they win five.
0: I think they have, uh, to me, winning five or four is the same chance of them winning six. No. Like right, like right now, I don't even see seven wins as like, like I think seven wins is in the fifteenth percentile for them.
1: I think it's more likely. I would say the same thing about four. I think it's more likely that they win. I think I would give them like a 15% chance of winning seven games, and I would give them like a 10% chance of winning four.
0: Fair. I would probably have four slightly higher or the same as seven games. But I think six wins, six
1: wins is somewhere firmly in like the 30 plus percentile, considering that like eight, nine, you know, like all those crazy numbers are also getting a small percentage
0: fair yeah fair yeah i i wouldn't touch that number because i i think they're going to land on one side of that number i think it's either going to be 5 or it's either going to be 6 i think vegas got this number spot on so you think they for sure win 5 or 6 games if i had to if i had to put money on it right now yeah i would say they win 5 or 6 games i would they're... too i
1: think it's more likely that they win 6 than anything else but that's why I would take the over because I think it's more likely that they win six. Those games in the Big Ten are true toss ups. And look, if you can go out there and beat a team like Washington or something like that, oh my gosh. Like it just takes one win that you didn't, like one game that you didn't expect to win because their wins are wins, right? Like they're, 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 we gave them four wins, like they're getting four. And then you look at the other games on their schedule. They just need to win two of those. Yeah, give me six. For sure, give me six.
0: I think the only thing that worries me... By the start
1: of the season, I'm going to talk you into this.
0: See, the thing that worries me, though, is we could have said the same thing about their schedule last year. They were more talented last year. And (sighs) look at what the Minnesota game. Remember the Minnesota game? Just it told us everything we needed to know about that team. And it set the tone for the rest of the season. I right. feel like that the Maryland going game. Nowhere.
1: That team was just, that team was dead on arrival. Like that. But there's no reason for, for us to believe anything different about this team. A change in coaching style. A, there, there is, there's a lot of different factors that like, they're going to have new players. Like that's what you have to understand. There's going to be other players that step in and take a role. That me and you aren't talking about right now, that by the end of the season we're gonna be like, oh my gosh, so and so for MSU. Like, we didn't even know his name before the season started. That's what I'm banking on. You you aren't taking into account the ability of like new players to come in and have a significant role. You need to take I, that I... into account. It's going to happen. Michigan State is going to have three, four, maybe even five guys who come in and you're just like wait what's that guy's name why is he making a play every 3 plays
0: yeah i i get that and i get that that will happen but in my mind now it's a matter of is that happening just because it's necessary because they've lost so much or because these guys are actually talented enough to go out and make plays or are their names just being mentioned because they're the only guys they got you know cuz we've talked on the podcast before that we've been unimpressed with Mel Tucker's recruiting classes. And if you go look at their transfer portal additions this year, this offseason, nobody sticks out as someone who can be that next Kenneth Walker. Like, they did get a running back out of from UConn who's actually a really, really good player, and he'll help mix it up in the backfield a little bit.
1: I think he's going to be their starter.
0: They still I – f- I forget his name, but they do have that running back who was a transfer from Wisconsin uh, who played heavy oh. –
1: Yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, so I'm guessing the UConn back will be a change of pace guy, but they'll split carries, and I I think they should be good. But if they're not Kenneth Walker level and can use the run to set up the pass. We
1: also also have no idea what Noah Kim's going to do. Like, everybody has been saying, like, Noah Kim has looked like the way better passer, blah, 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 like all, all this and that. Dude, I'm telling you, like, there, there's so many different factors that play into it. You play so many guys in football. You have, you have, how many starters do you have on a football team? Like, 30? Close to 30 when you include special teams? Like, you have so many starters. And the the amount of turnover in college is absurd. And, like... Guys make massive strides when they're going from age 20 to age 21, age 19 to age 20, age 22 to age 23. Like guys just blow up out of nowhere. So I think it's really hard to just set the bar at like, they were bad last year. So they will be bad again. Like that's not why they paid Mel Tucker nine and a half mil or whatever it is that they paid him. They paid him because, They really think that this guy is going to come in, develop talent, and do it year after year. So, forgive me for expecting that to be what happens. More so than, oh, they have just become perennial losers. I don't believe that about Michigan State. So we'll see. We'll see.
0: We will see the head. The head. All I'll say is the headlines this offseason have said otherwise. The. The positive news has been few and far between, and the negative news came all at once in the last couple of weeks.
1: Headline schmed I mean, moving on to Noah Kim being your starter, like, oh, people like don't really know what to make of that over Peyton Thorne. That could be the
0: best thing that's ever happened to Michigan State. It could be. It could be. Noah Kim could be the guy that you're talking about. I mean, like, I you're losing expect.
1: Peyton Thorne. You're losing Peyton Thorne like, oh, no, he was dog water. Like, people are making such a big deal about you, like, losing Peyton Thorne. He wasn't good. He was bad. Like, it's it's not the end of the world for you. He was our starting quarterback. Yeah, and he lost you a bajillion games. That Like That, to me, is not that big of a deal. Forgive me for thinking that Noah can... Kim can come in and be better than Peyton Thorne was last year. Oh, I know. Tragedy.
0: It's all in the cards for Michigan State. And like we've said, you're paying Mel Tucker 9.5 because there's some sort of belief in what he can do. This is that year. I think we put it perfectly when we said, we're going to find out this year what was the glitch. Was it 5-7 and or was it 11-2? and And what they do this year is going to tell us that. All right. I feel like we've exa- exhausted that. You? Yeah. 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 That topic. I think, <clears throat> I think we have. All right. If it was a dead horse, we'd beat it. <laughs>
1: Speaking of dead horses, seven horses died on Derby Day. That's not great. Oh, God. All right. Well. I mean, they, they run a lot of races on that day, but they had to euthanize seven horses.
0: I love ending on a positive note. So RIP to the Derby horses. <laughs> and we will talk to you next week. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know when the next episode is going to come out. We're kind of waiting for some news right now because there's an Iowa gambling scandal going on. That, Dude, there's like, a
1: gambling scandal going on with like a bunch of different universities. It's going to listen.
0: Yeah, it's going to blow they up.
1: really if, they, if the NCAA decides to do a deep dive on this, which – might be the straw that breaks the camel's back for schools just being like, buy NCAA. (laughs) Because, I mean, imagine if they're just like, hey, we're going to check all the players' records and see if they've ever bet on sports, which, tell me this isn't the dumbest thing you've ever heard. You can't bet on a sport that the NCAA has a sport for. Like what what? So basically all you can bet is horse racing and like cricket. That's pretty much it. Those are the two sports.
0: That's just the NCAA being the NCAA. Oh my word. Like just trying to drag themselves back into relevancy.
1: And okay, sure. It's go right. after <laughs> yeah. Go go after 30 high profile universities where kids have bet from the different athletic programs on sports that are a part of the NCAA. Like you're going to tell me, Oh my gosh, this guy from Northern Illinois on the swim team. He bet on football. He bet on the NFL. Oh, you mean this guy that nobody cares about and like, Instead of getting sanctioned, we'll most likely just be like, okay, I quit swimming.
0: Typical NCAA uh, to turn a blind eye to tampering and go find the needle in the haystack to make yeah. a fuss about.
1: It's like, oh, we have this giant gaping wound on our chest, but I really need to put a Band-Aid on this thing on my toe. <laughs> what?
0: Oh, man. All right, well I got to go watch the Seattle Kraken and, and and hope that they get a uh, bigger lead on the Dallas Stars. So, thank you guys for listening. We will be back at some point, but again, follow us on the socials at Big Show Pod on Instagram. Follow and subscribe wherever you're listening. Leave us a review. We'd greatly appreciate it if it's a really really good one. Maybe we'll read it and have a tear shed of joy. I don't know. We'll see. Or if you
1: roast us,
0: we'll talk about that as well. Oh, bro, yeah, we love talking about people roasting us on the internet. That's always fun, too. All right, everybody. Thank you. Peace out.